This week on the I Love Funny Women podcast. She talks too much in class. <laughs> uh, I got a lot of that. Uh, it was didn't matter what grade I was in. And one of my cousins was like, go into your art so we make us laugh. I was like, what is this kid talking about? Like, and everybody was kind of like waiting. Welcome to the I Love Funny Women podcast with your host, Dina Nina. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the I Love Funny Women podcast. I'm Dina Nina. And I'm Lalita D. How are you doing, Lalita D? I am doing okay. I am enjoying my summer in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, when does when does it get when does the summer happen? When, when does it stop raining? And, and when does that when when does that start? When does it get warm? <laughs> I mean, the last two days were beautiful, but it has been so hot, uh, except for the last few days. <laughs> It feels like it's either really hot or really wet, or no, that's just my libido. Okay, never mind. Moving on. <laughs> what is a libido? Like, um. <laughs> I haven't shaved since 2019, so we're all. <laughs> we're gonna, I shaved. I shaved my legs the other day. It was absolutely amazing. I could make braids in them. It was incredible. <laughs> I feel like that with my crotch. <laughs> Hey, we would love to hear from you. Post a video on Instagram and tag at I Love Funny Women with the hashtag Hey Dina, and you could be on the podcast or even on our YouTube. Yay! And we would really appreciate it if you could give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Your review helps us work the algorithm and helps us get more listens. Kind of work the algorithm. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds really good. It is really good. It's like, it's like, you know how when they work that special part and then around it and it really gets you uh, where you need to go. Oh, baby. Yes. <laughs> clitoris algorithm, clitoris algorithm. Same difference. <laughs> Same thing. Got it. Got it. We're back to being hot and wet. Basically, you're saying Wisconsin's like a clitoris. It, it is. Hey, this is Door Girl Greg. Thank you for listening to the I Love Funny Women podcast. If you haven't by now, you should really go to the socials and check out at I Love Funny Women on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube because really, what else are you going to do? This week in the news, President Biden announced that he will be appointing Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti as the ambassador to India pending Senate confirmation. If confirmed, it would be the only thing that the Senate has accomplished this entire summer. Let's hope he doesn't get tasked with sorting out India's traffic problems. <laughs> he can't even figure out his own states. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, over on the other side, Storm Elsa ravages New York City with the roads and even the subway being flooded. People complained of being a foot long deep in water. Uh, a foot long? On the subway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
At least Storm Elsa doesn't hail and make them frozen. <laughs> well, they should just let, let it go. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Jesus, I I can't stop talking about this twat. I will say that this is a new one. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not a new one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Last week, the freshman Georgia representative got a little transphobic. Uh, again, Greene has been especially heinous to Representative Marine Newman's transgender daughter. Green said... Newman's so-called daughter is a trans biological adult son approximately close to the same age as my two very much biological real girls daughters can we just agree that this woman should not be an elected official like i love how you go into like a southern accent when you like cite her i don't know if that was a southern you go into something <laughs> your, your Republican speaking voice. I don't know. I mean, I really object to the possibility that my teenage son, who is a biological sentient life form, is exposed to this waste mm-hmm. of space masquerading as a human being. Don't let her into any bathroom. She is not human. And although I agree with all life forms' right to exist, she should be shot into space as a cautionary tale that all ETs should avoid this planet because there is no intelligent life here. <laughs> Maybe she can join Jeff Bezos' intergalactic travel troop. Ooh, or become our Asgardia Space Nation's mascot. Now, claims that fed-up residents of California are leaving en masse turn out to be a myth, researchers say. Like the Bible? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, or the United States being an electoral democracy. Fair. The statistics about California were falsely impacted by the departure to Texas of Elon Musk's ego. Which is a good place for an ego to land. (laughs) I'm Texan, so I can say that. You can say that, totally. (laughs) That's all the time we have for the news. And she is back with an all-new Sex with the Stars. Over to you, Renee. I'm back. And we have one of the most helpful and transformative skies that we've had since we've started this segment. We have a stellium, a quinacox, and a grand-ass trine. So get ready for some growth where you want it and where you need it. I'm Renee Hyden, and this is Sex with the Stars. Grab a loofah, ladies, because it's time to exfoliate all that dead spiritual skin. Ew, gross. The sky is asking us to slough off some of the attitudes and stuckness that we've been collecting and holding on to like an AK-47 in the hands of an NRA member. We get it. You have some issues. Let them go, girls. This week, we have a stellium that's introducing us to our sacred curriculum. It's time for us to learn new patterns in a nurturing and fuck channel way. Lilith, Taurus, and Ceres are breaking through our dark obstinance in the warm universal love of the Cancerian mother. Don't lose your syllabus or you'll never magna come louder. If you don't already know, 
We're in the deep throat <clears throat> throes of species maturation, which is currently supported by all the nurturing energy that's coming, in particular because of the Verdant Femme Asteroid series. If we give ourselves permission to release the things we've been holding on to, we'll be met with the new gloriousness of what we are to become. Just be aware that where you throw your seed, it will grow. So watch where you just fellas and people with spermatozoa. I mean, we are not trying to have another Jack and the Beanstalk around here, people. Get a good grip on that vibrator. Hmm, because you're in store for another Quinnicux. We have a Lilith in Sexy Taurus, Sun in Nurturing Cancer, and palace in Spiritual Pisces. We're being asked to face those places where we feel most betrayed. The pain of that betrayal is now being met with all the universal energies and frequencies needed to open ourselves to spiritual sex. And when I say spiritual sex, I mean conscious, cosmic, mind-blowing, soul-healing sex with ourselves, others, or maybe even disembodied beings that we trust and love. She's talking about ghost sex, people. Spectrophilia, ghost sex. We're chocked full of cosmic goodies like a trine that's grand, like a grand trine red carpet in which Lilla strikes a pose and Vesta and Virgo with her makeup box acting as glam teen, really getting us ready for that red carpet transformation. And Pluto and Capricorn is here to help us break out of our archetypes and gets us ready for some groundbreaking intimacy. I think what all of our viewers want to know is who are you wearing? With a revelation of our true and abundant sexual self, so allow for the image change and the evolution of our sexuality as our hearts, minds, and paradigms change and recalibrate to the highest vibration of who we are. Although it could be difficult to partner, allow your guides, guardians, and angels to assist you. Clear your chakras with sensual touch and release. I got it, I got it. Oh, oh no, I don't. Get acquainted with a new toy. Keep that body alive with active stimulation, be it with a partner or with the best company of all, you. I'm Renee Hyden, and this is Evolutionary Sex with the Stars. Thank you, Renee. I'm Tor Girl Craig, and you're listening to the I Love Funny Women podcast. So this week, Dina got to chat to an amazing comedian, actor, and writer from Chicago. Yes, and please welcome the amazing Soli Santos. Hello, Dina. It's so nice to see you. It is so nice to see you. I haven't seen you in so long. I know. What is going on, woman? Uh, you know, I'm just trying to get back to the regularly scheduled program after, <laughs> you know, the entire globe had a little, uh, uh, could you sit down, please, moment. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally. Oh, so have you been doing uh, in-person shows again? Yeah, I started doing that a few months ago. I got vaccinated back in February. Mm. So once I got vaccinated, I uh, I started uh taking some live gigs like it i like it a lot so my i got vaccinated in march but my first event that i did live was last month uh just a couple weeks ago and it was so nice to be back so yeah so so let's talk about this like what happened 
when March rolled around last year and you were like, um, what comedy closed? It was wild because the same weekend that everything shut down, I had two shows on a, the Saturday before everything shut down in, in, uh, in Wisconsin, uh, two back-to-back shows. And I did those and we were already kind of like, people were already like talking about like, you know, this COVID thing and, you yeah. know, making the jokes about like bats or whatever, you know, and then, but I don't think we all really understood what was about to go down. You know, <laughs> like, I don't think we all were prepared for like a year and a half. Like at the time they were telling us, oh, just, you know, stay home from work for two weeks. And we were all like, really? Like, two weeks? Uh, okay. This is weird. And then it turned into months and months of them, people, like the government saying, hey, you know what? Could you not go to work for like the next um, year? But we're not going to financially support you. Can you guys do that? Right. Could you please? <laughs> Can you take a break and then watch your house and apartment be like, watch yourself get evicted and, you know. You know, because it's easier for us to do it that way, you know. <laughs> just mess, and so we just want to, um, you know, this is how we're going to handle it. And, and so I think people were, everybody's been running around the past year trying to figure out, like, what are we doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I just think that, um, I mean, I, I kind of went in with, uh, I started doing some of the Zoom shows and at first I was real apprehensive because I was like, this is terrible. I hate that. (laughs) But I did it. I kept doing it because for one, I felt like it was just a way to connect with people, you know, especially since everything was shut, especially when everything was like completely shut down. Yeah. And so... It was it was a way to kind of keep some type of sanity of like connecting with other human beings, and then um, and also to keep to force me to keep my creative juices flowing, you yeah. know. And so that kind of helped with uh, you know the insanity of what we were all what everybody was dealing with. That was just kind of part of part of my way of dealing with it. And then I realized that the Zoom shows, you know, nobody loves them, loves them, you know, but I I found a benefit in that it was not only helping me to maintain some creativity, but I was meeting people from all over the world. Comedians I would never have met. Never. Like you would have never met them. No. And that was, that alone, if I took anything away from Zoom shows, that was priceless. And made all of them worth it. All of them worth Mm -hmm. it. You know? Yeah. I was, and I've said this so many times, but like, I was able to finally start working with people in LA that I haven't worked with since I left. You know, like I got to perform with people that I used to go to the open mics with every 
you know, Thursday, Friday, and, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, you know, like, it was, it's so good. But it was also, and, uh, like, so hard. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yes, yes. I mean, yes, there was, I mean, I questioned, I was like, should I keep doing this? This is, mm-hmm. like, weird and, you know, but, but I'm glad I did. I'm glad I kept doing that. You know, mm-hmm. so, so you're based in Chicago, and yeah. tell me how you got started. Were you always like a funny person in school? And um, yeah, I was uh, <laughs> definitely a goofball, and and I always had um, I was always given the um, accolades on my report card of uh, she talks too much in class. (laughs) Uh, I got a lot of that every, uh, it was, didn't matter what grade I was in, (laughs) what teacher it was. It was always, that was always like a, that was like part of the report. My poor, it was like, should have been like permanently like typed in there because it was every year. So, um, (laughs) but I think the, the first time I realized people thought I was funny was, um, I don't know. I had to be like maybe 12 years old and I had to go to a family function. I don't know if it was like somebody's baptism, you know, it was one of those, you know, that you don't really want to go. It's going to be boring. So I get there with my family and my cousins are already sitting at a table and they're all, we're all about the same age. And one of my cousins was like, always here. All right, Toby, make us laugh. I was like, what is this kid talking about? Like, and everybody was kind of like waiting for like, and I said, I was like, I'm the clown. I don't prefer circuits for you guys. Like, I can just perform like this. And it was the first time that I think where um, I realized that people thought I was, uh, I was mildly entertaining. <laughs> and you're like, where's my check at the end of the show? <laughs> you told me that there was going to be a stage and microphone here. <laughs> By the rice and beans. Hilarious. <laughs> and you've been doing this for a long time and you're such a staple on the Chicago scene. And you are so warm and so kind. Oh, thank you. And I think that, like, in this industry, it's so easy for us to get jaded and become horrible people. Like, it's easy. Like, we could do that. What keeps you grounded in that in that space of, like, you, like I see that you lift people up and you, you're not all about the, I'm going to get in a fight with you because you're on my turf kind of, thing what keeps you grounded in that um i was uh i was dead inside before i started comedy <laughs> so which is the opposite of what normal people do <laughs> and so i was dead already and so uh everything that comes at me it's like i, I don't feel nothing I, mm. I, I i'm dead inside so um <laughs> Um, no, I would say I, I just try to, I just, I just, even when I was in high school, I went to an off-girls school for high school, 
fun. <laughs> and that is drama. Drama, drama. But I grew up in a house with just boys. So it was almost a little bit of a culture shock for me to deal with like all these girls. Mm-hmm. When I grew up in a house that was so like masculine, you know, and so I didn't grow up with that type of drama. I grew up with, if you mess with me, I'm going to punch you in the face. You know, like, but I think because I've never been like a big gossiper or like uh, a lot of drama like that. I mean, it's just played out in my, as an adult that Mm -hmm. I'm just like, Hey man, life's hard enough as it is. I just want to, I'm just on this path. This is my goal. I'm trying not to get sidetracked as much as possible, you know, and, um, and then just kind of stay the course. And of course that doesn't always work that way. But, you know, I try to minimize the life distractions. And and so to me, those those things, it's just like everybody's here trying to trying to fulfill their dreams. And, uh, you know, I just try to stay focused on what my my goals are. So what are some of your goals? What are you focused on? What are you looking forward to, especially after like being shut up from a year and a half? (laughs) Dana, uh, anything you can share? Um, <laughs> I think um, I've been just kind of working on. Uh, I definitely been trying to work on um, more writing. I think this this past year, I took advantage of not being on the stage like mm-hmm. that, and because of those Zoom shows, it kind of forced me to write. Um, a little bit more um and then i also during the during the past year i had uh decided to go back into i used to take the sketch writing i took the sketch writing program over at second city a few years ago and so i finished it then and then you know and then stand up i kind of prior i prioritized stand up so i wasn't really writing sketches and so this past year, without doing a lot of stage time, I try to to write more. And um, you know, so now I've been kind of focusing, um, doing some uh, some other kind of comedy, like writing sketches and doing things like that. And so, um, and collab just collaborating some other comedians now because of that. And so hopefully, um, you know, within the next uh six months or so we'll have some stuff um to uh actually show for our 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 writing skills you know what i mean yeah totally i love that so that's that's what i've been doing right on that's okay so this is the interesting thing like almost everyone that i talk to um no matter where they are in the world has diversified what they do or have doubled down on doubled down on writing and getting you know their hour for a special whatever do you feel like that this last year really gave you a chance to tap into things that you wouldn't have otherwise i don't know if it's giving me the 
opportunity to tap into things I wouldn't have otherwise. I think it gave me the opportunity to tap into things that I have been wanting to do, but I just keep pushing it in the back mm. burner. Because like I said, you know, I I did the, the whole writing program at Second City a few years ago. And actually, um, everyone in my class, we all kept writing for like almost like two years where we were actually writing sketches producing shows, putting them up at Donnie Skybox and the DeMont theaters for a couple of years. And then, and then we kind of all disbanded because, you know, everybody's living their own, you know, lives and, and, and has, have their own goals. And I wanted to reconnect with that is really, Mm -hmm. I think what this past year allowed me to do. And so I actually, I felt like I needed a refresher. So I had gone, um, the advantage to modern technology is that the writing classes through like uh, um, formerly IO, um, which is now the Comedy Lab, they kept going on Zoom because yeah. you know you you don't have to be in person to do writing uh, a writing yeah. class, and so uh, just to kind of again to keep my creative juices flowing, I started I took a um, the uh, SNL course sketch writing course through there to kind of again kind of reconnect me to that and right. so and and then hold me accountable yeah you know, and not be and not be lazy about it you know <laughs> so um that kind of kind of it was kind of like um it's like it was like going to the gym and then not going to the gym for a couple of years and now you're going back and the muscles are sore and you're like, oh, I haven't done this. This feels weird. And then, you know, and then you, you know, after a while you get back, you're like, oh, okay, my body remembers what to do. So that was basically just in my body just in the would be like, my body would be like, girl, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> this is foreign to me and I'm not comfortable with it. <laughs> you bring up Jim and I'm like, ah. <laughs> you want to be the first one <laughs> I would react that way with me bringing up the gym oh, uh-huh. <laughs> okay so <laughs> this, I got really uncomfortable like I'm judging myself like <laughs> the 12 year old me is like bitch you're fat <laughs> All right. So moving on, getting through my my own personal issues. <laughs> um, in a world where anything is possible, you don't need money, you don't need um, other people to help you. Uh, what would you do? Um, Unlimited resources, like everything's I, possible. I think I would still be doing comedy. I would definitely be doing stand-up. I, I would be doing it. Uh, I'd be more focused on it because right now I have a day job. Because <laughs> I gotta. Because if not, I, this interview would be like at a park bench somewhere, and <laughs> I would, or I'd be like, I'd be by a gym on the outside of the building just to steal their Wi-Fi. You know what I mean? Like just so I could talk to you. You, you know, I'd be like. <laughs> You know, uh, so in order for me not to be homeless or to move back in with my parents, I need a day job. And yeah. I love my parents, but, you know, uh, 
I think we, 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 they and I, we love our separate space. So <laughs> we work so better think, separately. Yes. Yes. That way I can miss them. Right. That way I can miss them. And then I'd be, look at you. You know, so, uh, um, yeah. So I, if I didn't have to, if I didn't have to worry about paying bills, I mean, then it would just give me more time to focus on some mm. things I love. And I, I would probably also, I would, um, I would also reach out on a more international level as an excuse, not only to do what I love, but then to be like, uh, I need to get the out of here and, and go visit some other countries. And do that at the same time. You know what I'm saying? That's on my snaps. I'm like just snapping. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Globally. So up to this point in your career, what is the um, the thing that you're most proud of or your favorite comedy moment? For me? Um, I think one of my favorite uh, comedy moments was I did a show once at um, at a I did a show once where there was like 400 people, and my set went really well. Um, and then it was actually two shows back to back, and both shows were sold out and had over 400 people. And I um, I did I I killed both and. Some people actually, when they applauded, they actually stood up, which I was like, that had never happened. I was like, people have applauded, but stand up. You know, I'm like, oh. and I did so well that the host, I think he was shocked, you know, like at the reaction of the audience. And he called me back on stage, like almost like a like an encore of like, Thank you. And then I was like, is this, I remember thinking, is this what it's like to be a celebrity? Like, this is nice. Like, huh? and, and then um, to make it even like the, the cherry on the top of the, the, the cake uh, was uh, somebody in the audience Facebook messaged me like the next day. And she said to me, I've seen you perform before and you're funny, but last night you were on fire. And she said, my, my daughter was with me and her adult daughter was, was with me and um, she never laughed and you had her dying. And she was like, I just thought you should know. And I thought that was so, that was just so amazing. She didn't have to message me. Right. You know? But that she took time out to even leave me that message was just really like, I was like, oh my God, you're going to make me cry, girl. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that feeling. Yeah. And that's why yeah. we do it, right? Like, those. It's never <laughs> Nobody else has messaged me being like, you rock it, girl. But, you know, I, I appreciate that one. Right? You're like, that's the one moment. That's why I do comedy. Um, and, and that's what we're addicted to, isn't it? For sure. 
that like did, so were your parents very validating growing up of course not <laughs> of course not mine weren't either so that we go, like i love how we crave this like i this is the thing i finally i finally started going to um like kind of networking events uh in in the city and i'm around people again and i realize i'm a whole different person when i'm around people and after a year of not being truly me or like having a even just having the virtual audiences do not give me that validation the same way, but sure. like, yeah, I agree. But I find that I get so much like energy from the people that are around me. And I'm like a yucca yucca cracking people up. And I'm like, yes, yes. And it, I, it, it drives you. And then it almost, it's like a, like this, it's like this vicious cycle of like, the more you get that energy from them, the more you're like, like you said, yucca, yucca. Like it's, it's like, it's almost like gasoline for a car. You know, the more gas you put in like that, the more I'm going to keep driving. You created a monster. Yeah, sure. For sure. Well, Zoe, it was so great talking to you. You. This is fun. I'm glad you were on. And uh, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on all the social medias at um, at Soli Comedy, S-O-L-I Comedy. Or you could just go to my website, which needs some updating. But it's, it's there, Soli Santos Comedy.com. Uh, S-O-L-I-S-A-N-C-O-S comedy.com Amazing. Do you have anything, any shows coming up uh, in the next I whatever? do, but they're out of state. So uh, so for anybody, well, actually I'm going to be in Wisconsin. Uh, I'm going to be you're out in Wisconsin, aren't you? Yeah, I'm in Madison. Okay. Um, I'm going to be at a uh, somewhere in Wisconsin I think no uh by Lake Geneva I'm gonna be by Lake Geneva okay. on awesome. on the 17th um yeah next week Saturday I'm doing a show at a at a, a, a little theater called the bottle shop so oh, awesome well um I wish you the best and I can't wait to see you in person again oh no. <laughs> thank you so much thank you And that's all the time we have for this week. Thank you so much for listening to the I Love Funny Women podcast. You can find us on all the social media at I Love Funny Women and find us on YouTube as well. And this podcast was written by me. And me. And you can find me on all the socials at Dina Nina XO. I know things change. And you can find me at Lalita D. That's D-W-E, Lalita D Comedy on Instagram. And you can find our guest, Soli Santos, at Soli Comedy. Find Door Girl Greg on Instagram at GG Potter. And of course, our amazing announcer can be found on Instagram at Krista Garner. This is an Artemis Glow studio production. In association with Crossover Media and AMG. See you next Monday. Have a great Have a week. Great week. <laughs>